right, and welcome to the All Things Bucks podcast. We have made it. We have survived the dog days of summer, and it is week one. We got the Bucks versus the Saints uh, this upcoming week. This is your co-host, CJ, at CoreyJ863 on Twitter, and we also have Corey. Corey, what's your, what's your, what's your Twitter? At Corey underscore Hayes 407. That's where you can find me on Twitter, everybody. All right. So before we jump into the Bucks information and the news that you can use, uh, we have to shout out our sponsor. Uh, check out at Split Ticks. That's at Split Ticks at S-P-L-I-T-T-I-K-S. And you can reserve sports concerts and other events with a small deposit and pay off the rest in a flexible payment plan be- before the event, which is a very great deal that you can use. And because you're hearing this from all things Bucks, you can get a discount using the promo code All Things Bucks. A L L T H I N G S B U C S. That's All Things Bucks for the promo code, and you'll get 10% off your order. So go order those Bucks tickets if you haven't already done so, because the Bucks are going to need you in the stands this year. Once again, that's at Split Ticks. Make sure you give them a follow on Twitter as well. So we are here. It is week one. I'm excited. I'm even more excited after this past weekend of college football because my team, my school, my alma mater didn't have a great weekend. So I need the Bucks to, you know, lift my spirits because the Bucks is, is this is the team. This is the team. This is the year. Uh, once again, the excitement is high. The media is down on us, but we're high on us. And so we're definitely excited for this game on the road in New Orleans in the Big Easy. Also, shout out to the stick carers and all the Bucks fans who are traveling up to New Orleans for the game. I know it's going to be a hell of a weekend for everyone who's up there. Make sure you are there at the game and get there because I know Bourbon Street is a fun place to be. Uh, but the Bucks will need you on Sunday and it's going to be exciting. Hey, Cora, what's uh, anything new going on with you? Ah, not really. I'm still still chilling out of my apartment. I'm ready for football, man. Like you said, college football started last weekend. Uh, my hometown team, the UCF Knights, put a whooping on UConn. I was satisfied with that, but now I need the Bucks to go into week one and put a whooping on the Saints. I'm ready for it, baby. And that's that's right. And that's not just the hometown team. That is my new school. That's where I'm getting my master's degree. So go Knights undefeated. So they had me feeling good last week, but... The, the Canes, they definitely let me down. But we're going to jump right into Bucks News. This is a Bucks podcast. So we're going to jump right into the injury report and the depth chart for this past week that were released. Corey, what are your thoughts on the injury report? Uh, one thing that sticks out to me is Donovan Smith practicing. Seeing Donovan Smith on the injury report practicing is very promising. Dirk Cutter stated that he's very optimistic that Donovan Smith will play on Sunday, which is something that I am very happy about because that helps us out on the line, which we need, especially on the blind side for our quarterback, Fitzpatrick. Completely agree. I think Donovan Smith is just our modern-day Iron Man. He hasn't missed a game. He's always reliable. Everyone thought he was going to be out for the year. It looked that bad when the injury happened. And now here he is a couple, uh, half a week away from game day, and he's back on the field practicing. Now we're a little concerned because he had the, he had the brace on his knee, but I mean, it's very encouraging that he's out there on the field practicing limited participation, but he's out there. And I think he's a go come Sunday of to get out there and play. He doesn't have to make too many cuts like running backs and receivers. So I think he can get out there on the field, and I think he can give us a big boost uh, for week one. 
Yeah, most definitely. Another thing that stands out to me on the injury report is Vita Vea, once again, not participating in practice. He uh, was, of course, our first-round pick that we traded back to get that we thought was going to be in our rotation starting week one. But, of course, you know, injuries happen. Let him have his injury and come back at full strength rather than be half strength and not be to his full potential. So I'd like to see what's going to happen with him, but I don't see him playing week one against the Saints. Same. Um, he's just been out the entire camp. Um, it's very unfortunate. I, everyone excited to, to see him out on the field as well. Uh, we call him the hoax nephew, and I, I would like to see hoax smash. But we're not going to get to see that week one. Hopefully he can get back into form and get back on the practice field next week at the earliest. But until we get more information, which they will not give us, uh, it's just going to be a wait-and-see approach with Via Veda. On the opposing end, the Saints only had one um, guy mentioned on the injury report. I don't even know who he is. Um, so I don't think uh, it's going to be no a big factor against us. Either, so. That's that's a that's a strong thing for the Saints that they have nobody injured coming game time. Us on the other hand, we have four people listed, including rookie MJ Stewart. But I see him also playing against the Saints Week One. I also see him playing as well. So we're getting a full force New Orleans Saints team. So we will need to be ready. Um, let's jump into the depth chart, and we had some we had a never before seen depth chart move by the Buccaneers. They had Deshaun Jackson and Chris Godwin starting at the wide receiver two spot. So I've never seen that before where they had both players starting. It's usually just one behind the other. But clearly uh, Chris Godwin has impressed so much this entire camp that they decided to place him in that starting role. They were not they were not uh, lying to us when they said we have four starting receivers receivers they definitely made that known with this first depth chart what were some of your observations Corey yeah just like you said wide receiver two is listed as Deshaun Jackson or Chris Godwin like I stated in previous podcasts Chris Godwin is going to end up taking the number two wide receiver spot he is just that good and I think Jason Light got a steal in the third round with getting him which I am so happy about and I think that he's gonna do even better this year than he did last year uh, another thing that stood out to me was Ronald Jones being the third running back on the depth chart behind Jaquiz Rogers what That's do you think guy. about that Corey? That's my guy. I still have high hopes for Ronald Jones. After the preseason performance, this is accurate. And by performance, Peyton Barber showed out for the entire preseason. He showed that he wanted the number one spot in the offense. And deservingly so, he's number one on the depth chart going into week one. And Jacquees Rogers, he has to be two because his pass protection skills is, is, is second to none on the roster. So, you definitely have to protect the quarterback in third downs. I know they're going to try and get Rojo involved and you know split him out wide or get him in on some couple plays. But until he shows that he's ready for prime time, he's ready to run between the tackles and get us a yards. He's got to be third string, and that's that's my guy because I want that speed on the field every play. But you have to be reliable. You have to be able to to move the chains, and that's something he's going to have to continue to prove to do um, for this organization. Uh, let's jump to the defensive side of the ball. Any surprises there? Uh, I'm looking at the D-line right now. We got Vinny Curry, Gerald McCoy, Bo Allen, and JPP, which is not really a surprise to me. But on the second string, I see that they got uh, they got Vita Vea listed, of course, because they uh, were not sure what his status was going right. to be into the game. They got him, Noah Spence, Gerald Worthy, and William Gold. 
Olsen. As we all know, Mitch Unrein's out for the state games on IR due to a concussion. Mm-hmm. But because of that happening, we went and picked up Carl Nassib, formerly on the Browns, to fill the depth chart spot right there. So I see Carl Nassib coming in and being a rotational type of guy. When he comes in to play defensive end, I think they move Will Golston inside because Will, Sto- you know, Will Golston is a solid run stopper. And being a solid run stopper is something we're going to need in order for our pass rush to be very, very effective this season. That's that's a huge that is a huge key to the entire season that pass rush and it's a revamp pass rush. We have a lot of new players who will be on the field for the pass rush. JPP, um, Bo Allen, Vita Vale when he comes back, Vinny Curry. So we have a revamp defensive line and uh, it's, it's exciting to see the potential, but we have to actually see what they're gonna do. Uh, one of my things I checked out with that defensive depth chart was Vernon Hargreaves starting at the the second cornerback spot. I think uh, more so they will get him on the field in the nickel um, and put Carlton Davis on the outside. They were practicing that way, and so I would expect to see that on Sunday. If MJ Stewart plays, expect him to get some snaps in, uh, but he's been out for the past couple of weeks. So I don't think he will get as many snaps as if he was um, practicing and playing these past couple of weeks. But it's going to be really exciting to see how the secondary match. Hopefully no one gets – uh, burnt too bad. Uh, it's really hard going against Drew Brees as your first game. And then I hope Ryan Smith does not see the field. I'm sorry. I, I saw that too much last year. Ryan Smith, just go ahead and special teams ace. That we saw it, we is, saw it is, in the preseason, too. We, we saw, saw what he did preseason. in the preseason. We, got, we, rid of, we got rid of Josh Robinson as our, our okay. main gunner. So, Ryan Smith, that's going to be your primary position. Go gun down the field on punts. Exactly. So, he he's our guy. He's our main guy on special teams. Everybody has a job to do, and we just need the best 11 on the field to do your job at certain points in the game. Ryan Smith, you are the best on punt return, and we need that. I don't know about cornerback yet. Get better. But, uh, hey, we we got some young bucks. They're hungry. So, uh, other than that, I was a little surprised they didn't put Deshaun Jackson um, at punt returner. They put – they went ahead and started Adam Humphreys. I'm – all in on favoring your best players, your playmakers to get on the field. I mean, Humphreys had that 109 kick return. 109 yard kick return, yeah. But I mean, Deshaun is more electric, so I would rather. I agree. Speed wise, speed wise, Deshaun Jackson is definitely more electric than Adam Humphreys. But Adam Humphreys has been doing the punt return game for a while now since he's been on the roster. He knows the ins and outs of what to do with it. It's been a few years since Deshaun Jackson has actually returned a punt, so. I think that's why they feel more comfortable with Adam Humphreys returning points. And to go back on a point earlier, you mentioned Vernon Hargraves the third is starting outside cornerback opposite of Brent Grimes on the depth chart. And like you said, you think you'll play nickel a lot as they were running that formation during practice a lot. Uh, Mike Smith happened to say in his press conference, we've got to play to their strengths. If we don't call plays on a defensive side, that they were not giving them the best chance to lead, which is why I think that Vernon Hargraves will play majority in the nickel while Carlton Davis will play opposite Brown. As he should, because that's that's where his, his strengths are playing in that nickel role. That's where he had the most success last season. So put your players in position to be successful. Put your players in position to make money. Put your players in position to make plays so we can go out there in New Orleans and get the W. Uh, let's go into matchups because there's a couple key matchups uh, that will be on the field this Sunday. Corey, what's your number one matchup 
um, going into Sunday's game. My number one matchup I want to see, and it's something that's been brewing since last year, is Mike Evans versus Marshawn Lattimore. Obviously, we know what happened when we went to the Dome last time and played them last year. Mike Evans went and hit Marshawn Lattimore in the back on the sideline because he was messing with James Winston. So we know there's history there. Mike Evans has stated that Marshawn Lattimore won Defensive Rookie of the Year last year, which gives him even more motivation to want to go up against him because that's yep. that's a solid matchup. So Mike Evans wants that matchup, as does Marshawn Lattimore. He wants the matchup because he likes lining up against the top receivers in the game. Yeah, I, I definitely want to want to piggyback off that. I, I would like to see Mike Evans uh, assert himself. Um, you know, he just got the big contract. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore had a great year as a rookie last year. But I need Mike Evans to assert himself as the alpha dog on the field. I need him to play with a calm, level head, and I need him to dominate and make it easier for everyone else on the offense to to get touches and to get open. So I'm definitely going to be paying a close attention to Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore. And another group I want to pay attention to, which would be key to the game as well, is the offensive line. So we can get Donovan Smith back. That's going to make a huge boost to the line. But not only that, can we open up holes for the running game? Can we protect Fitzmagic uh, this game to make the throws and take what the defense gives him? So I would like to see how our offensive line do against the defensive line of the New Orleans Saints. They don't have an elite defensive line, but they have players on that line, such as Sheldon Rankins, Alex Okafor. They got Cameron Jordan, who played at a Pro Bowl level. And then they also drafted Marcus Davenport. So they're going to get a nice rotation in as well to come after our quarterback and to disrupt our offensive rhythm. So I'm hoping that our offensive line can stand the test. It's going to be a great test for them um, this week one so that, you know, we can establish physicality in the trenches this week. Definitely. The trenches is where you're going to win the game. Like you said, that's a key to the game. If we dominate the trenches on offense, then I expect us to do it on the defensive side of the ball as well. That's the key to the game that I'm seeing is we need quarterback pressure, something we didn't have last year. We are last in the NFL in sacks and last in the NFL in quarterback pressures last season. We need to see more of QB pressures in order for our defense to succeed this season. So that's what I'm looking for. Get pressure on Drew Brees. We need to. For sure. For sure. Uh, for key players to watch this upcoming Sunday, I got my eye on two players, uh, one one from the Bucks, one from the New Orleans Saints. Uh, on the Bucks, I have my eye on Jason Pierre-Paul uh, because we're going to need to get pressure on Drew Brees. If we can disrupt Drew Brees, we'll slow down the offense and gives our, give ourselves a chance to win this football game. So if he can get in, get pressure, maybe sprinkle in a couple sacks or free up Jared McCoy to get sacked or Vinnie Curry. I'm really looking forward to seeing his game when the game matters. Also, he's a great run defender as well. So I expect mm-hmm. him to be all over the field from, from running plays to the passing plays. So I'm excited to see him in the Bucks uniform. He kind of reminds me of, of, of Simeon Rice, you know, the height oh, that yeah. he brings and, you know, the, the track record that he brings to the team. So to go off of that real fast, JPP yeah. mentioned it that – um, he's looking forward to game one because we're playing a divisional opponent. He mentioned that playing a divisional opponent is like playing two games because when it comes down to it in the standings, the divisional games are the most important. So you need to win the divisional games. And week one, having a divisional opponent, that sets the tone for the rest of the season because you once you get a W in week one against a divisional opponent, then anything can happen throughout the season. And like you said, JPP has something coming into this year. He has He has a hype like Simeon Rice that we haven't seen in a while. Last year, he had eight and a half sacks for the Giants. I expect him to exceed eight and a half sacks this year on this defensive line. 
I expect the same thing. And JPP told the truth. He gave it to us straight. No chaser. Uh, it's a divisional game and it counts as two. And it's the first game of the year. So you want to set the tone. So I'm definitely excited to see him on the field. Another guy on, on the Saints who, who is a, a key player to watch will be Alvin Kamara. This is a guy who lit us up twice last year. Um, in the first meeting back in November, he had 68 rushing yards. And then he came back with 84 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Had explosive plays in each phase of the game. And then week 17, the last game of the season, even still, he had 44 rushing yards. And he had 84 receiving yards. We're still allowing this guy to get 100-plus production yards on the ground. And it's not even including the the special teams touchdown that he had against us. So we have to find a way to slow him down. He'll be definitely a focal point of their offense with Mark Ingram suspended for this game. So we can slow him down and somehow slow down Drew Brees, then we can have a, a successful day um, going to the Big Easy. Who's your keys to the game, your key players to watch? Well, before going into my keys, I want to talk about Alvin for a second. Like you said, as a rookie he lit us up last year and with mark ingram being out four games i want to know if he's going to have a sophomore slump or not so what Mm, we need to do is we need to focus on on following his strengths he's a great pass catcher out of the backfield he's explosive if he gets in open field he's gone so you need to watch out for that um also with him i want to see what happens because he's going to be the one getting a majority of carries due to the four-game suspension of Mark Ingram. The backup running back is Mike Gillisley, but I don't see him getting many touches against us week one. All right, now jumping into my my players I want to watch. One on the Saints and one on the Bucks. For the Saints, I want to watch the wide receiver position. And the player I want to watch is a rookie out of UCF, Traquan Smith. The hype for Traquan Smith this offseason has been huge in New Orleans. I've been seeing a lot of stuff online about it. I've been seeing him uh, dominating their DBs in practice. So I want to see how he does in his first NFL game against an actual NFL defense that is not the Saints defense. And then my player to watch on the Bucks is, of course, running back Peyton Barber. I, he was impressive during the preseason. But I want to see exactly what he does during the regular season and see if he continues to uh, tote the rock like we want him to. We definitely need him to, to tote the rock. and, and to, I hope he has 100 yards this game. I hope he has a very productive game. And also for selfish reasons, because I, I drafted Peyton Barber in my fantasy team, and I need him to have a big game um, this weekend as well. So before going into any game for the Bucks upcoming, we want to make sure we give you guys – some uh, keys to the Bucks winning the game. Uh, the first key, I believe, will be crucial to the success of the team will be the turnover margin. We cannot turn the football over playing on the road in the loud Superdome. What, what, what is it called now? The Mercedes Dome? Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Mercedes-Benz Superdome. We cannot turn the ball over. And we need to create turnovers. The slogan for this year is wreak havoc. They need to go in to their home and wreak havoc get some turnovers, not turn the ball over, and I think uh, we can have big success. Oh, yeah, definitely. We need to win the turnover margin in order to control the game, control the tempo. Um, Jumping off of that, we need our quarterback to not turn the ball over. If Fitzpatrick does not not turn the ball over, then I think we'll be successful. One or two turnovers on the defensive side, I think we control the game and we win. 
I, I completely agree with that. Um, and just take what the defense gave you. We saw how efficient our offense can be, and that was not only from the first screen QB, but all the way to the third screen. If we can get the ball to the open man, take our time, take what the defense gives us from the quarterback position, I don't see the New Orleans Saints stopping our offense. We have way too many weapons. If you take any other quarterback in our division and put them on our team, we will be the highest scoring offense in the league. That's just what I believe with the talent that we have on offense. Because when you look at it, you have Mike Evans. You have a Deshaun Jackson. You have a deep threat. You have Chris Godwin, who's emerged as a guy who's going to be a playmaker for the team this season and can do it all. You have a slot guy in Adam Humphreys. You have a tight end who's mentioned among the best, and Cameron Brake is Mr. Consistency. You have a tight end you drafted in the first round who's forgotten about, but he's the tight end on the roster with, with big play potential. Yeah, he was looking like Mike Evans running out there. At oh, yeah, definitely. And then you have the running back. That's a great improvement from Peyton Barber. He surprised me this preseason. And then you drafted a young guy who runs almost a 4-3 and is electric as well. And we saw he can catch with the fly. Oh, yeah, he got, he got he split out to again. the outside. He got that 36-yard passing game. So we, we – him to step up and uh if we do play him we need him to step up and be efficient running the ball as well yeah ronald jones he uh we saw what he could do when he was split outside on the 36 yard pass pass game mm-hmm. that he got during the third game in the preseason we need to see exactly the first offensive line because we saw he gave yards in the preseason but he was playing my backups and the, the first like Peyton Barber did with the first string offense and like you said we have all those other explosive players on offense that you mentioned Mike Evans Deshaun Jackson Chris Godwin Adam Humphreys Cameron Brait exactly. OJ Howard like you said people don't even really talk about OJ Howard OJ Howard is a sleeper to most so I see him having a bigger year than he had last year. We have the double tight end set that we run. Who? How do they know which one we're going to go to? So what we need to do, our quarterback, which is Fitzpatrick, he's going to need to go through his reads correctly during the game and make sure he makes the correct throws and doesn't force it into traffic. That way we do win the ball game. Completely agree. And one of the things I also noticed in the preseason, once they had one-on-one coverage, the quarterback gave our guys a chance to go out and make the play. And we saw it multiple times this preseason. So I would like to see that continue um, going into week one. If it's one-on-one with Mike Evans, let Mike Evans go up and make the play. Marshawn is good, but he's not out jumping Mike Evans. No, or if nobody's, Chris, Chris, nobody's out jumping them. Exactly. And we saw it we, we, not even from the start. You saw it from the backup receivers as well. You saw it from Freddie Martino. You saw it from Chris Godwin. You saw it from Watson. Justin Watson. So give these guys the opportunity. They're going to get one-on-one coverage. Let them go out there and make plays, and let's go punch them in the mouth. But we can go do that <laughs> to this I would team. like to see it, like you said, punch them in the mouth, wreak havoc. Um, with that, we didn't even mention Justin Watson. I don't know how no, much wow. he's going to play, but if we go five wide receiver set instead of having our two tight ends out there, he'll be out there too. He's he's the white Mike Evans. He's tall. He can he can get down the field fast. He's yep. he's quick. So we don't even know what we're going to get from him in real time game. But I like what I saw from him in preseason. So hopefully he does get some time on the field and he doesn't become an inactive on our seven inactive players for the game. Yes, he, uh, he he definitely showed up. He impressed this camp, and he deservingly so. He made a roster spot, even given his, his draft status as, as a draft pick. 
that pretty much concludes our, our, our pregame podcast leading up to the game week one. I know everyone listening is excited. We're super excited. Uh, hey, let us know. Make sure you follow us at All Things Bucks. Make sure you follow Corey on Twitter. Make sure you follow CJ, myself, on Twitter. And, uh, hey, tweet us during the game. We'll, be, we'll live tweet during the game. Give us your thoughts. Let us know where you're watching the game. If you're in New Orleans, if you're at home on the big screen, let us know. But it's going to be an exciting week for the organization, exciting week to be a Bucks fan. And I expect us to come out 1-0. Corey, what's your prediction? Oh, yeah. I expect us to win the game as well, get a division win on the road, come out 1-0. But like you said, um, I was doing it all preseason. I was live tweeting the games. So I'll be doing it again on the ATB podcast Twitter page. Um, if you are unable to watch the games and you only have radio coverage or you can't watch the game or get the radio, I will be live tweeting. So people told me that they helped during the preseason, so I will continue doing it. So go ahead and follow us on Twitter at ATB podcast underscore, I believe. And I will continue to live tweet the games. And I look forward to interacting with everyone on Twitter during game days. I'm ready for this season, baby. I know you are, Corey. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. We outie.